this is who you know. But you knew that. Today, I bring you a conversation with Mallory Smart. Mallory's a writer uh, and a publisher. Uh, she runs a press called uh, Model and House. She's also my co-host uh, for the past year plus uh, on a, a show called That Horror Cast. That's what we mostly talk about. That and her childhood, uh, her siblings, uh, influence, uh, and a bunch more. Um, I enjoyed it, so I expect you will too. Turn the thing on. Cool. Uh, yeah, the tables have turned. <laughs> or as they say in the office, oh, how the turntables have turned. Oh, is that what they say on there? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't really watch enough, and funny. In, enough of that. The American office or the British? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the turntables have turned? Yes. See, that would so be... Bad. See, that's hard to do. It's hard to turn a turntable. It wouldn't work. <laughs> And that's why it's so funny. I know. <laughs> so thank thank you for coming here. To, to thank you for crossing over to the. It's not the dark side, but it's the other side. I always felt like I was the dark side. So oh, you were the dark side. Okay, so I'm like yes. I'm in the light. I see. That's I don't know about that, but <laughs> I could just start like throwing like weird quotes at you or whatever, and be like, "Oh yeah, okay, never mind." Dimitri's not a bit as big of a nerd as I am. No, if if except for or for coming over to you know the dark side, I wouldn't get any Star Wars reference at all. You know, I was gonna be like <laughs> only Sith deal with absolutes, and I was like, "Oh, he probably doesn't know that one." I don't. I would just think you 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 started developing a lisp or something, saying stuff like <laughs> Sith. <laughs> it is a weird name, isn't it? Well, I, you know, it's hard because they have to come up with these made-up names, and they, I'm sure they plunder like every culture there is for these words that sound funny in English. You know, mm -hmm. I bet half of those things just come from like Arabic or some African, obscure African language. You know what I mean? That would be a really cool book to read. I, like, I I'm sure. I love I'm sure. That. If there's not a book, there's there's some like PhD nerd out there like researching all the um, etymology of all these the the made up the sci-fi words, you know. Yeah, like I want to know where Klingon or Padawan or all yeah. this shit came from. Actually, I did one of these. Uh, I did a an interview with this great uh, musician named Mick Collins, who's in a bunch of bands. But one of his little side project hobbies is he's writing a new language oh that's bad he's, ma he, Tolkien. he's making his own language but it's all based his challenge is not to have any references to the european languages ah. he's basing it all off african and like like swahili and stuff that's yeah. pretty cool i don't even know how he he tried to explain it and it's so fucking over my head what he's trying to do uh but <laughs> it's the, this is what some this is what the actual smart people do in their off hours you know in 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 his on hours he he has to work in a record store and he plays in bands but when he's I mean, got leisure time hell, yeah. yeah leisure time he's just oh yeah i'll just invent a new language okay <laughs> sure it's kind of like my dream life i would totally yeah. do that instead of what yeah. i do yeah <laughs> you would invent a new language and just like 
band and all that shit. Hell yeah. 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 He's been in bands a long, long time. I'm just remarkably untalented in that area, so. I, I don't know. I don't know if you have to be talented. You have to be persistent. There's tons of people know. in bands that aren't, you know, quote unquote talented. You know, they don't have actual musical ability. They just keep at it. You know what I mean? I guess, like, I would have to be in the role of a lead singer because I couldn't, like, play any instruments because... Your parents I mean, I never made you... They never made you, pract like, take up an instrument in school? They actively discouraged us. Really? All <laughs> yeah. of you? All, yeah, all 17 no of your siblings never played an instrument? I know. All of us Irish potatoes <laughs> not playing <laughs> instruments. <laughs> they probably felt like they had enough noise in their life already with all of you, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was like that for, um, yeah, I feel like my brothers and sisters said that they had to play this too. Do you, do you remember like the recorder? Sure, yeah. Yeah, everybody in school was given that crappy plastic thing, yeah. Yeah, so we all had that. Yeah, I think my dad was going to kill us with it. <laughs> yeah, and everybody plays them badly. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard to play, that's an instrument that's hard to play well. <laughs> Does it play well at all? Like I'd be amazed. Yeah, I, I yeah. See, if you were a naturally talented musician, I bet you could make that thing sound good. Oh, I mean, I've seen like musicians actually make like songs out of like Nintendo. Well, like, yeah, of course. Background stuff, yeah. No, no, a talented musician could play. You know, well, you know, there are people that just it's like a box with a string connected to it, and that's a guitar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just something to resonate, you know, like to to make the sound move, and pluck pluck a string or two, and that's all you need. It's the magic that's of music. Badass. Yep. So yeah, I get. I guess the main the main reason I asked you to come here into the light or into the dark or whatever was <laughs> was was to get at the root of this whole your horror movie fixation. Like, how did this start? What oh, happened? God. So we're gonna go deep. Down or yeah, speak, speaking of like the Marvel universe or whatever, Star Star Wars Trek. Yeah, how did it Star all start? Star Wars Trek. <laughs> it's all the fucking same. It's all lame. I'm so not into it. God, the nerd in me will argue, but never mind. You like okay, Star Wars or... Trek? It's my new show. <laughs> <laughs> Debuting on the on the whatever Apple TV CW. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm also joining networks. Yeah, I'm, we're having mergers. Everything's merging together. It's just going to be one big fucking goulash. It's of, all going to be on dumb. Amazon Prime. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that guy will now. buy it eventually. Yeah. I'll say they already have like AMC and Shudder and all that shit. So, Okay, where did my love of horror come from? Dear God, you want me to go like childhood? Yes. I, if Did it start in the womb? <laughs> where did where did it start? It was just like comes from like anticipation of the world I was gonna be born into. Yeah, your mom was pregnant and she's just like listening to the to the soundtrack from uh, that the theme song from Halloween. That'd be so cool if it wasn't for the fact that like at the last family event I went to, my mom was actually trying to uh, bond over that horror cast. Really? She's like. Yeah, she was just like, oh, so you're going to do one about Halloween. Um, that's the one with the guy in the mask, right? And I just had to be like, oh, God. Yeah, didn't come from her. No. So she she's, she was not the horror movie lover. It was probably one of your siblings, I imagine. 
that infected you. <laughs> no? You know, it, it definitely was. Um, I always thought it was me, my sister Megan, but then last night on Twitter, it was my brother Mike who was actually, like, responding to my tweets. Wait, wait, cause... hold on. Before you go on, are they all M names? Oh, yeah, that was another they question are? I had asked them. Yes, we're all M's. They're all M's? Oh, my God. At least they're. At least your dad wasn't like George Foreman and just named all his sons George. <laughs> you know George Foreman's got like terrible. five sons named George. <laughs> easier, easier to remember. <laughs> I mean, we could have been like kind of like those Hicks, who were like, oh, there's Jebediah, Jeremiah, yeah. whatever the hell. Well, what? Wait, what's the difference? <laughs> How are you not those know. Hicks? <laughs> we're the Irish American version. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's an Irish twin, right? Like they're like 11 months apart or whatever, 10 months apart. <laughs> no? The oldest three are really close in age. <laughs> and then there's this really big gap between my sister Megan and my brother Matt. And then my brother Matt and I are the okay. closest in age. That's, that's hilarious. The, the M's. I, I should have yeah. known that. <laughs> I, I, sh I instinctively did that. I, like I sensed it. That, that, that it had no to worry. be true. It just caught up with like my therapist too, where she's like, "Wait, wait, wait! I'm confusing the siblings." And I was like, "Here, let me draw you a family yeah. chart." Yeah. Do you have to consult it before you address any of them? Oh hell no! So you said you said Megan. You think Megan was the one that introduced you first to horror? I thought it was because I mean I used to spend the most time in her bedroom. She's about like ten years older than me, so uh -huh. like her and her like high school friends. Like, in the midst of that really cool, like, 90s uh, horror boom, if you recall. Like, where, like, all the slasher movies kind of became very recycled and everything. 90s and Scream being, happened. Well, like, like Scream, you mean? Yeah. So, that's so, yeah, that's the Scream era, yeah. She was, like, 16 or 17, and, yeah, so her and her friends would always hang out in her room, which was the basement, which is a very bad idea on my parents' part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where else are you gonna put them? I mean, uh, my my friend uh, Nancy, she's she's from a family like yours, and they all grew up. She actually lives with uh, with her husband Frank and their two kids in her childhood home, in Riverside. But it's crazy to imagine how all those kids fit into that house. It's, I mean, it's a good size. It's like a classic Chicago bungalow kind of house. Mm -hmm. But and it's got it's got enough. It does have a second floor, but like the basement, I think at least three or four of the kids lived in the basement in that house. She's got like six or seven, I think. <laughs> okay, so my mom grew up in one of those, actually, and yeah. she's the middle of eight kids. Right. We are really fucking Irish. Yeah. But no, my sister Megan, she was actually, shocker, the troublemaker, and they let her have an entire basement with a separate entrance mm. to herself. Wow, and, and she would just... Uh, watch over Invite you friends over or, and, and yeah. you had to just be there you know it was a weird thing um she always says it that she feels and i 100 percent agree that my parents preferred my brother matt so she always like looked over me a lot more and tried to like take me under her wing so you can understand why i'm a little fucked up how old is matt <laughs> he's uh, three years older than me okay so he's the one just ahead of you or yeah oh, okay and I could spend therapy tomorrow discussing my parents' obsession with that one. With Matt, oh, he's he's the golden child. 
Is oh, Matt yeah. the golden child? <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, although I did get my mom to admit where she's like, okay, if anyone is my favorite kid, it might actually be your brother, Mike. And I was like, ha you do have a favorite child. Oh, your life's ambition is to get your parents to admit that they have favorites. <laughs> I don't think they really need to because I think all five of us are in agreement into like who is whose favorite. So it's definitely one of the male ones, though, is the is the golden child, not not the girls. For my mom. Yeah. For my dad, it's definitely my sister, Melissa. Oh. Is she one of the older ones? or? She is the oldest. The oldest, okay. And she's the only other one in the family who's Googleable. You can look her really? up right now. Yeah. What What's, what's she Googleable for? She what? is a very successful attorney. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So there's was the three girls, two boys, or? Yep. Okay. Just getting this in order, but yeah, I thought it was definitely Megan who introduced me to horror the most. Mm-hmm. But I kind of forgot about the fact because my brother Mike was saying so on Twitter because he was responding. Because if you recall our weird Jamie Lee Curtis conversation, <laughs> the other yeah, day. yeah, Duncan and DT, they've been working on me. <laughs> I watched Trading Places, and my brother was like aghast that I hadn't seen it. And I forgot that he actually, whenever he came home from college during summer breaks and winter breaks, he showed me horror movies. Ah, uh, so yeah. So you Mixture think that was him and Megan? Yeah. So what would be? What's like an early? I don't know. I don't expect you to remember the first one, but like, what's like an early? If if you have to pick one, what would be the like a first or an early one? The hard thing is, I do totally know what the first like total horror movie was that I watched but I also know the first kind of like gothic film I watched Uh and I would say like my brother Mike he showed me like Tim Burton stuff right away Uh uh-huh and Megan she insists that she didn't but it was her because who the fuck else would have had me watch Leprechaun (laughs) well I I, maybe she was trying to like kill two birds with one stone to get you some some ethnic pride to 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 learn about your people. <laughs> I just remember that movie fucking me up so badly. It eventually became a family rule of whoever showed Mallory the scary movie, she sl- sleeps in your bedroom tonight. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, you were scared by the leprechaun? I was scared so fucking easily as a little kid. Oh. Like, so that's it's part of really that. depressing. But that's what the attraction is, though. Like, you, you got scared and, like, it. Yeah, and I guess in... I have an addiction to it. Yeah, but and and then you started, you realized that you liked it, mm-hmm. being scared. <laughs> yeah, that's. And I what... think there's also like a passing the torch too, because I want to say sometime in like middle school was when I was like, all right, now I'm gonna corrupt my like nieces and nephews and my cousins. It's my turn. Yeah, you have to you have to pass on the the family curse or the family whatever. <laughs> but if you want like a super irrational fear, uh-huh. Jaws freaked me out. And oh, my yeah? mom would actually have to be like, Mallory, there's not an ocean anywhere near here. Like, what yeah, the Chicago's hell is the matter with you? The, the Midwest is not known for our oceans. <laughs> yeah. We don't have too many oceans. No sharks here. coming out at us. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I wouldn't even get into pools or shit. Oh, you thought while. Jaws would appear out of, like, the I was really well, little when pool. I saw that one. <laughs> to this day, I can't swim. Oh, really? Oh, you no. never learned to swim? I don't know how to swim. Oh, man, that's too bad. Hey, I can enjoy, like, the shallow part of the water. Uh, You just put put your feet in? (laughs) 
just enough for like my waist and oh. then i'm just like and we're done yeah mm-hmm. yeah see my uh yeah my parents threw me in the water when when i was a baby so it was like that was That's i like guess that was a thing in the soviet union that was a fad later here too when they would you know like you could teach a baby to swim just throw a baby in the water and you know just watch it it'll learn to swim <laughs> yeah. I remember my sister tried to do this game with me once called Sink or Swim. It didn't work out well, though. You sank? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. So <laughs> well, it's one of those things, you know, like like riding a bike. You have to repeat it, you know, until it until it sticks. I was really bad at that too. I'm not. I could do it now, but back when I was oh, younger, oh, I was really riding? bad at yeah. that too. <laughs> I was not a very cooperative or easy child. I know that no. for a fact. But you, you were also the baby, so they were all tired by then, probably. <laughs> oh, definitely. I think that's why I was able to get my hands on so many horror movies and yeah, books. Yeah, just gave up. Stuff. Electronic babysitter. <laughs> I asked my mom the other day. I was just like how is it you didn't notice anything? And she was just like, I don't know. I was way too busy, Mallory. Like, there's so many of you. Yeah. I didn't even remember what your name was. Which one are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. they don't even try to say our names. They call us by our middle names at oh. home. <laughs> because it gets too confusing when you're screaming at someone and you want to throw out an M name. It's like yeah. every motherfucker has it. Oh, no. What's so your they middle call name? Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, I know. It it's a little white trashy of a middle That's name. It's all right. Why you you could have been a country singer. I know. <laughs> but the laziness is actually um it's the name of the street that the hospital I was born in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they really waited till last minute. They're like, We got the really good first name and yeah, okay, we'll figure that one out later. <laughs> So the first, the first movie you said uh, there was Tim Burton movies like what, like Beetlejuice or like? Yeah, my brother loves showing me like Beetlejuice and um, like Edward Scissorhands or something. Edward Scissorhands, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah, stuff like that. I also remember him showing me like Mars Attacks. I don't know who made that one, but Mars Attacks is it Sam Raimi? I want to say it's Sam Raimi, but I may be wrong. I don't know. Or is it uh, like is when it Joe Dante? Humans. Yeah, and yeah. Like it would just like melt into like. No, no, I remember that. It was kind of like a cartoon movie. Yeah, it was like kind of like an exploitation like film. Yeah, but yeah, kind of a fun. Yeah, that was like an eighty parody on it. Yeah. Yeah, let me just look up. You're seeing who it is. Yeah, I am because it's gonna. No, it's 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 Tim Burton. Tim Damn, Burton no, made Tim Mars Burton. Attacks. Yeah, but I thought it was Joe Dante for some reason. But. Uh, yeah, it's Tim Burton. See, there you go. My brother clearly has an obsession there, doesn't he? But yeah, that's yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was based on Topps trading card. They were they were trading cards. Hmm. It was a trading card series. That's what it was, the movie was based on. I had no idea. I thought it was just some comic book or something. You know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know everything. I am realizing as I look up all these like movies that I'm telling you about, they're all around the time that I was like six or seven years old. Oh, so Mars Attacks. Oh, that was later. Mars Attacks is '96. Yeah. Being, so, so yeah, in '96 you would have been what six? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. With right. Leprechaun, I know I saw that on TV, and that was 1993. So yeah, mm-hmm. that made more sense. <laughs> and that was your sister's movie. Was Leprechaun? She liked that one. Or... She liked watching any horror movie. She was a fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, I would mean... say the top two people who are fanatics are her and then one of my cousins. Specifically for horror movies. Yeah, they love horror movies. Yeah, so it's a it's a family tradition. You, oh yeah, and I converted another cousin into a horror movie fanatic. So yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what is it? Do you think what what is the attraction exactly? Like to being scared? Do you still get scared watching movies? Do you ever get you scared? Know, I mean, it comes up in um, our show something like this wasn't really scary. That comes up a lot, you know. You know, I really want to think if I actually do get scared because I do want to say like the last time I really remember being truly scared by a scary movie, which is such an annoying sentence to say, was <laughs> um, When a Stranger Calls. It's not even a very scary movie at all, but I was What's... babysitting at the time, which is what she's doing, and I was like 14 years old. Oh, okay. Who's in When a... Is that, is that Julia Roberts or no? No, it's some, it's that's so... Sleeping with the Enemy. Okay, so who's... Okay, I got the age wrong right here. When a Stranger Calls is 2006, so I would have been 16. We're uh-huh. a little bit more embarrassed. Oh, because uh... you were older, you're embarrassed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you were 16. in the house, like, alone watching that, and you got scared? Yeah, especially because my brother is a douchebag, and he kept making... Uh... Phone calls was it like where you'd star sixty nine it or what was it where like you could like dial it and you couldn't see who was calling? Oh yeah, there's yeah I never got the hang of any of that in the landline era. You know like where you could yeah you could do tricks with phones. Yeah, I was babysitting my niece at my sister's house while she was out, and my brother kept making the calls to the point where it freaked the hell out of me. Oh, and I called my parents. He's just trying to do a scream kind of thing on you. Yeah, that's the other thing with a lot of siblings is we like to fuck with each other <laughs> a lot with this. Well, that's the that's probably some of the roots of the whole scream obsession. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, we love like doing random shit like that, or like we do the calls and being like, "Do you want to play a game?" and shit like that. Yeah. When you have a lot of siblings, you have shit like that. But I mean, I did get a kind of afraid of a little bit uh, of a movie yesterday that I watched. Oh, really? What was it? Um, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Mm. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It is, uh, it's like a documentary style movie. It was made in like, was it 1976? And it's actually stylized. Um... So it's about pe- towns that wouldn't let black people Stick around in because ta- that's what sun- sundown towns are. I know what yeah, that's that is. What it, yeah, that's what you would think it is about, but actually, it's about a serial killer oh. kind of very much modeling himself after the Zodiac killer, but um, was before the Zodiac's time because the actual murders that it is based off of was in the 40s. Uh. But no, the only thing that freaked me out is that it had some good jump out moments, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's the same thing sometimes with like the Michael Myers and everything in Halloween. It's just kind of weirded out where it's like, 
I think I see a figure in the darkness, you know, like you see yeah. a shadow. So, yeah. But what, I mean, yeah, what, what is it about, like, what, what's, what's so, what's so great or attractive about being scared? Like, why is that good? Why is that something you're going for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it's like for everybody, but I mean, I know that I'm someone who has like a lot of pent up anxiety and everything. And I feel like when I watch horror movies, that's actually a really good way for me to purge it. Oh, because it's contained and safe. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's not like, because it's, you're not in actual danger. Exactly. So it's kind of like play act. It's to, it's to diffuse actual, actual anxieties in, in your real life. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you actually take like maybe your unconscious fears and like, actual like deep subconscious uh, issues and it helps you purge them and see them in a way that it's a safe environment <laughs> and there might even be like a fucked up violent part of you you yeah. know where you watch it on the screen and you're like yeah i wanted that blonde dead yeah so, that's the yeah. thing that like all those uh those the crazy christians that would go you know on to condemn like you know horror movies or heavy metal music that they always got wrong is that if you write about like suicide or killing in your music or your art that gets it out of your system that that makes you not a killer you know what i mean it's exactly. the opposite of what they always got it completely wrong about what that's what you have art for you can imagine your way through really horrible thoughts or impulses and then you're rid of them, you know, hopefully, if you, if you're even remotely healthy, if you're not, then yeah, watching or not watching a horror movie is not going to help you one way or the other, you know, exactly, because millions of people watched Taxi Driver, and only one of them went and tried to kill the president to impress the co-star, you know, I'll say, I'm not even sure if like the movie had much to do with it as much as just whatever his fucked up thinking was. But there's a lot of people that would call for, like, the banning of a movie like Taxi Driver because of what Hinckley did, you know, after watching it. I know this would, like, be a bit of a, like, tangent, but he's released now, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's been trying to play concerts, and he keeps they keep getting canceled because people call in and they don't want him to perform. And they, they, there's, like, there's death threats and stuff against him. Mm -hmm. He's trying to play music, and he, yeah, it's a it's a strange situation where he's he's completely uh, sort of owned up to you know what he did and everything, and he he seems to at least at least he talks a good game. You know, he talks like somebody who's had you know decades in therapy and in a institution to figure out what made him act the way he did. You know, he. He's trying to be healthy and move on with his life, but uh, I guess people aren't ready for that. And also, then there's the other side that the people that sort of make a fetish or like make a rock stars out of people with mental problems. You know, it's the same people who you know collect serial killer art or think that you know that what's his name that Charlie Charlie Manson was a great songwriter or whatever. You know. <laughs> Uh, it's a strange situation, but yeah, he's out. That's fascinating. I'm shocked that he is out, but then again, yeah, it was such a long time ago. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was institutionalized for what, like thirty years or something. Yeah. I also found it wild that Jodie Foster would never talk about that, but I guess I get it too. Yeah. But Jodie Foster's really, really private, even for yeah. for like a big star. Like she does not. I mean, she wouldn't even admit for you know decades that she was a lesbian. You know, like which was. Kind Has of... she actually like? confirmed it confirmed it like i know we all know it but is she actually i think she goes back anything? and forth uh yeah uh, and that's mm. i think i i completely i respect that it's her right i don't, I don't oh, know that every uh strangers have any have a like a right to know who you want to sleep with or what your what your preferences are like why do and we have this obsession with famous people of knowing every detail of their life, but that's not right, I don't think. Their lives are more fascinating than ours. <laughs> well, that, that's they what they say. They tend to be. You think so? Well, based on the way that like their PR people make it look like, of course. They make it look like, but yeah, I, I mean, don't know. That's the way we see it, kind of like with the Instagram influencers and everything now, you know? <laughs> Well, it's designed to make you feel bad about yourself and how you're you're not as good as them. And then you want to buy all their products and everything and be like, oh, my God, I could be just that amazing. What's what's the last product you bought because of an influencer? Can you, can you think of one? God damn, I'm actually trying to think if I've actually been influenced by an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a horror movie for you, Influenced by an Influencer. The Influencers. <laughs> I'm sure that's my theory, just like with porn. I'm sure that if there's something out there, there's a horror movie about it. Oh, sure, yeah. So, you know what? I, I, I really couldn't think. I'm sure maybe back in, like, the early 2010s, maybe I might have bought something, but I don't know. I bought a – here's one. Well, because I listen to podcasts a lot. I bought a Casper mattress because it was advertised on a podcast. So I guess that's some kind of effect, you know? I did buy... uh, (laughs) It wasn't for me, though. Uh It was for Blunt. I got him a sweater from... There's this uh, influencer called American Nomad. What is that? What is is he or she or they? Well, she (laughs) is... uh, Well, she's exactly what she describes herself as, as a nomad, quote-unquote. Obviously, (sighs) was maybe a husband or someone following her around with a really good lighting and camera thing. She, she should have been calling, calling herself American glamper. (laughs) I mean, she probably is. All we know, like, (laughs) yeah, I I got like, I think it says the mountains are calling or something. And it's because he is an obsession with mountains. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He grew up in a mountainside village in Bulgaria. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so 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 how do you think like your relationship to horror movies has changed over the years i mean what's so like when you were little you were just you just wanted to be scared or or you wanted to be like like your sister you think maybe or i think it's a typical little kid sy- syndrome you want to like be one of the big kids you want to she was the influencer in. she was the big influencer in your life megan Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she also is the one who got me into, say, like, grunge rock and stuff, too. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm part of the big kids as they're all chain-smoking and drinking 40s. Like, I can yeah. hang around you guys, right? 
Yeah, and then you get you you can get like crossover. You can get something like you know House of a Thousand Corpses. So you get the music and the and the horror together. I remember watching that the first time. <laughs> I was like twenty years old, uh-huh. and I got four locos. Do you remember like the original recipe of that? I heard about it. Yeah, I missed all that. I yeah, I never drank the, any of those like the energy drinks. I don't know. Well, when you're 20 years old and it's really cheap and it looks cool. Yeah. I got that. That really made it enhanced House of a Thousand Corpses, oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely enhanced that experience. Did, did it up it to two, two or 3,000 cor- corpses? <laughs> yeah. With the four locos? House of 11,000 corpses. <laughs> this one goes to 11. So what was the deal with four locos? Did it make you like hallucinate or something or <laughs> did they no. add extra cough syrup to it or <laughs> what it did is it had caffeine so for like i don't know depending on how your metabolism was maybe for like 30 minutes to an hour you're like i'm not drunk i'm fine so you just keep drinking and then like eventually the wave of drunkness would hit you like a truck mm. and you'd be knocked on your ass being like oh my god i am shit-faced if you're even able to think about that so it was like Jolt Cola, but with alcohol in it? Or... I'm not quite sure what Jolt Cola You've is. You've never seen Jolt Cola? It started out as like a joke thing. I think they still have it sometimes, but their like ad campaign is like double the sugar, three times the caffeine or something. Oh, God. <laughs> you can look it up. It's got a cool logo. It's like a lightning bolt. Jolt Cola. Jolt Cola. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, it's a jolt with like a it's the letter jolt with a uh, a lightning bolt through it. <laughs> Does it still exist? I think so. They probably have it where they have sort of novelty stuff. The I've return. It looks like they have a website. 80s. Yeah, it's it's it, you know I remember. I mean, I remember when they uh, when they launched it, but uh, yeah, man, they're. Their website's not working very well for me. <laughs> it's a very old, it's an old website. Yeah, it takes a little bit long for it to load. Yeah, it's probably like they're probably oh. using something like Flash, something outmoded, something that's not supported anymore. I see. Also, they're trying to almost like design it almost like where it looks like an old '80s video game. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah, it's like an eight-bit game. Yeah, but if you if you click on the nutrition, it's there. It is. It's a hundred hundred percent of the caffeine, twice twice or hundred percent sugar, twice the caffeine or something. Twice the caffeine, a hundred percent of the sugar. Oh yeah. dear God. Yeah. I like how it says, "Don't believe us. See for yourself." Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, that. So that's uh, yeah. Four locos is kind of like that, I guess. Yeah. For some reason, Four Locos in my mind always uh, mat- pairs with uh, those, uh, what are they called? Insane Clown Posse. Like the Juggalos. Maybe because of the O's in the end. <laughs> oh, is it? Wait, Juggalos or Boogaloos? Or... Juggalos are the fans of the Insane Clown Posse. Okay. Boogaloos, th- those are the, like, the, the, right wing, the white supremacist guys who wear like Hawaiian shirts or something. God, there are the too Boogaloo many weird, Mafia. Like, gangs. Yeah, I know. Uh, White people form the worst ones too. Yeah, no, but 
But that's, yeah, that's not right, though, because the Juggalos have their own, they have the, what is that, they have the this off-brand soda that they drink, Fago or Fago, something like that. They have their own soda that they drink. But they're also, yep, they have a Fago. soda? Yeah. Their, fa- the, their favorite uh, soda that they drink. It's a regional. It's it's from Detroit, uh, Faygo. It's just a local brand. I like how the first article that pops up is how a Jewish soda company helped the insane clown posse. I know, isn't that great? Like a Jewish soda company helped helped a bunch of like crypto Christians. You know, the insane... article goes on. It helped them to fight the Nazis. <laughs> God, the internet has everything, doesn't yeah. it? Oh yeah. Yeah, speaking of horror movies, that 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 whole uh, insane clown posse thing is just bonkers. I don't know. I watched a whole documentary about their. They have the gathering of the Juggalos. That's their festival. Mm-hmm. It's all these these people with really really bad tattoos and clown makeup, like just raging in in some field. It's it's really horrifying. <laughs> See, That's the I shit that scares me. Like miss that like phase entirely like they are not even in my periphery yeah sometimes people like will bring it up and i'll just be like i'll believe you Uh, you can say literally anything about them and i'll just be like okay you don't know their song about uh about magnets the what's that the song miracles about like magnets how do they work like that is just like Mm -hmm. basically the answer is that you know jesus makes them work is that a legit thing magnets yeah that's oh that's what's in their song miracles but yeah they're super they're real christian that the insane clown posse wow yeah but that's they but they the hell out of me and they love weed and, and they love like shitty clown makeup that is so christian of them yep john wayne gacy loved clown makeup too yes absolutely i, I bet john wayne gacy thought of himself as a christian as well <laughs> You know, I think he definitely had, like, some weird, like, Christian upbringing because I think yeah. that was, like, where he was, like, shamed for being gay. Yeah, he was He was in a, yeah, he was raised in a very abusive home. Which, yeah. Which, you know, the, the shrinks try to explain away what he did, you know. But once again, just like that, like, just, yeah, just just because you were, you were treated badly by your parents, you know, like, Many, many, many people were treated badly by their parents and didn't become serial killers, you know? I would say, like, was it, like, maybe 98% of people who were treated badly by their parents did not become serial killers. Today, now they're not even allowed to because of the government. They track us down so quickly. I didn't mean to put us as, like, me or you you into the camp of serial killers. Serial killers to be <laughs> like the government is tracking. Yeah, the gold, the golden Not age like of Minority Report, but like yeah. kind of in the like, you only really get to kill once, and they're like, and we got you. Like, the golden really age of serial it. killers is is over. I had this exact discussion yesterday. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. How how prompted by what? <laughs> because I was determined to watch a lot of uh, horror movies yesterday. And I don't know why. Oh, I know why, actually. Um, <laughs> the trailer for... I don't know why it's called Monster, because there already is that m- movie. But There's, yeah, they, they can't trademark a, th- a thing that's just a word. You know, they just can't... Yeah. 
There's what, what is monster? About, There's a new monster. Yeah, it's coming out on Wednesday. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer, played oh. by Evan Peters. Oh, and okay. Got into a long serial killer conversation of like, where the hell did all them go, and why aren't there anymore? And obviously. It's because there's so much surveillance and technology and DNA and all that that we can trace. Well, also, there was never as many serial killers as they try to hype up, you know? I mean, that's the news, especially, like, was it in, like, the 70s, 80s? Didn't they, like, really deregulate it and push for um, heavy viewership? Uh, what, what? The news. Uh yeah I I don't I don't know I mean I mean I think it's with the rise of you know tabloid journalism and all those all these like news these quote unquote news magazines on TV you know that needed sensational uh, material but just just statistics wise it's it's not possible for a person to kill you know like tens of or twenty twenty thirty people it's just it's just logistically very, very difficult. And, and most of those people are liars. Like, you know, Ted Bundy admitted to like a hundred, whatever, or 200 murders. And as did, he kept fucking with them up until and the end. Henry Lee Lucas did that even more, you know, Henry Lee Lucas would admit to any murder that they brought him, you know, mm-hmm. who's, you know, Henry's the one that, that movie Henry's sort of based on half based on, you know, interesting. Yeah, but he's the one that, you know, because he wanted to be, he was, you know, he was bored in jail and he wanted to make, he was pals with the cops and anybody that would go see him, he would just talk to them, you know, and, and so, oh yeah, I killed that one, you know. So I was like, if you're already in jail, why not? Take I know, it. Yeah. So I think it, yeah, the, these kind of, yeah, unethical journalists really hyped up the whole serial killer thing. I mean, to the point where, like when I was in art school, there was this kid in the printmaking who was making like a serial killer board game. That was his. That was his art project. Did and then, say yeah, that pe- I would play that. Of course, uh, but and there's you know there's these tides you know like every few years we get a whole bumper crop of new TV shows or series you know some are some are documentaries some are the some are otherwise. I reviewed one about Gacy that they put out a year or two ago like a docu one you know or where they dug up the house and stuff. And my friend Frank, who who's married to the uh, Nancy, who had all the siblings in the suburbs, the Irish siblings like you, uh, he, he went on his bike uh, when they were digging up his house because he grew up in Des Plaines, and that was just down the street from Gacy. Like he, remember, mean, he remembers that happening. It was such a big local story. You want local? It's actually one of the weird... <laughs> we have many claim to fame's the smart family uh-huh. but one of my an- how can you not actually... with your name i mean with a name like that come on <laughs> one of my uncles actually played cards with him mm. play cards with him well he was a big local boot like he was in all you know he was just a he was just a local a guy booster guy yeah mm-hmm. always doing shit for his community when he wasn't killing yeah and that clown stuff i mean it's creepy in the aftermath but he was but it's he, not like he wore it while killing no he was a party he was a clown for kids at like at local events you know and in hospital he'd go to hospitals and stuff like the way they do like, it's only creepy because they found out he killed a bunch of boys you know but it definitely helped like when you already have people who are freaked out by clowns and like stephen king's it was already out around that time and yeah yeah 
So I think, yeah, I don't know that there were, ever was a golden age of serial killers. I think it's sort of, uh, most people trace it to the whole Jack the Ripper thing, which is also incredibly sensationalized and nobody ever, you know, because he was never caught. No, you can make up, it's a, sort of like a blank slate. You know, you could put whatever story you want on it. You know, You know what I mean? It captures mm -hmm. people's imagination for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, it's the whole tantalizing. You kind of get to, like, toy with the dark side of yourself, and that's why you're almost, like, imagining being part of the whole serial killer sensation. That's why people actually like, you know, like with the Ted Bundy vibe, when, like, there are, like, all of those, like, weird groupies and fans being like, oh, my God, he's so amazing. But right, because they, like, they thought he was good-looking. They wanted to go marry him. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he was good-looking conventionally in my mind i don't know i mean he was probably better looking than the than the rest of them the other famous serial killers most of them are just are not attractive men <laughs> you know in, in the meat in, in the <laughs> most of them are not not guys that anybody would find physically attractive i don't think you know it's a fucked up thing that in my family we actually had conversations like this but actually most people in my family actually prefer richard ramirez which is so fucked up. <laughs> which which serial killer would you date? <laughs> that's a, it's been a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you talk about around the dinner table. Oh God, my father would lose his shit if we ever had that conversation. Yeah. Like he was on the other side. He did not support us yeah. like doing the dark stuff or fucked up shit. So your mom was okay with with the horror movies, but your dad wasn't. Was that the split or? Yeah, my mom was kind of, she did not censor us. She was a very goofy person. She was, the only time she got upset is if, like, it came to, like, me waking them up in the middle of the night and being like, I think this or whatever is going to get me. Oh, then, then she would be mad at your, your siblings for scare, for putting this yeah. in your head. Yeah. Like, she'd never, like, blame the person who was freaked out. It'd be the person who put the idea in their head. And, you know, we all have our own weird fears, but, I mean, I think the most hilarious one is my brother, his biggest fear in his life is uh, that his life might be the Truman Show. Oh, really? Is that not the most narcissistic fear ever? Oh, he thinks he's being filmed? Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a fear that's that's well-founded these days with all the devices. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're, I mean, he is being filmed, but so is everybody else. He, that's the thing is he's that special. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think it's a narcissistic thing where it's like, you think you're special enough that we are all actors for you. No. But it also, all the, like the influencers and the social media all feeds into that idea that the purpose is to be like big and be a star and have people look at you. And that's that's why they the came goal. Up with the term main character moment and stuff. Right. Yeah, no, no, nobody's coming up with supporting cast moment or like <laughs> character actor moment. No, why, why wouldn't that be a goal? I, I'd rather, I, I want like fly on the wall moment. I, I want not to be looked at at all, but I want to be able to watch everything. That's, that's why that's I like my goal. <laughs> the book thing so much. It wasn't even so much selling the books. I like just people watching me like, oh, they have a really cool shirt. That's a mm. really interesting couple. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny thing. The like being a 
at a, a book fair, but being behind the table is it gives you this barrier. And yeah, they're there to look at you, but really you're sort of invisible in a way mm -hmm. because they feel weird. I like watching the people's faces at like they make all these involuntary, you know, expressions when they decide whether to come closer or not. Like they're deciding like what that would do for like what they're in for if they go and pick up your book. <laughs> I like watching when they're like looking at the books and like you're I just want to see like what is the deciding factor? What pulled you into the novel? Mm-hmm. I it's it's mostly judging the books by the covers. That's how people judge things. As a cover. publisher, I hate to say it to people, almost like every time we discuss the covers, I'm going to have that conversation with Dave later this week where I'm just going to have to be like, I hate to break it to you, but no, most people do judge the book by the cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is is he doing his own cover or, or does he we'll want... We'll be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that the cover of his last book wasn't good. is very interesting. <laughs> Interesting. The word that can mean any, literally mean anything. anything. It's interesting. <laughs> it's one of those placeholder words that, like, where you don't want to say the actual thing you mean, but you just put it. <laughs> That's how I am throughout most of my life. I, n I yeah. very rarely say or show people what I actually think about things. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not the confrontational type. When you come from a family like mine, like I have basically been raised in a family of confrontation so i kind yeah. of like to avoid it <laughs> especially because i know i'm small and i don't have a very loud voice and like <laughs> i know my bark is just as like low as my bite so, so that, that's why you outsource all the all the the rage and violence to the media to to movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there is like that anticipation and the excitement of like, yeah, they're getting revenge or something like that. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's a little tintillating. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when did you decide that you wanted to do like a, a podcast? When did, when did that idea come into your mind? Podcast? Or like some sort of. Podcasting in general. Or so, some kind of reaction. I don't, have you written did you write any horror or i have written horror but i've no. never shown it that's the, that's the, the secret genre Ooh. books I, I remember we were talking about that when i was working on the article about you for the reader you were talking about all these genre things that you didn't want to share with people i so could horror find was some one of, of them. this shit um <laughs> I don't know if they did it with you guys in school, but we would occasionally be like, oh, do a creative short story or something. But mm. I would write horror short stories. Oh, in uh, in high school? And even uh, elementary school. Oh, and shit. I love doing it. I loved vampires mm -hmm. and everything. No, know? I made book Like, I have books uh, that are, and two or three of them are totally based on, like, creature features, you know? right here totally yeah i have one I, I yeah it's it's in my it's in the uh that soviet stamps book it's there's it's reproduced the covers reproduced it's called phantom of the night it was totally based on like saturday afternoon movies that i watched you know on tv mm -hmm. like there was a mad scientist and there's a vampire like all that stuff <laughs> and it's illustrated and it's basically it's like proto example of what i do now like, you know, books with pictures and words in them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I, I do think I actually want to slowly uh, 
bring horror into my literature. Yeah. I mean, I'm really getting into folk horror. I mean, once you had me watch The Witch, I was just like, so the imagery of it, the narrative, I, I just really loved it. Right. Yeah. Like horror, but on acoustic instruments. <laughs> on banjos and stuff. <laughs> I kind of think of like, kind of like folklore and everything. But then I say folklore, I'm like, God damn it, Taylor Swift. But yeah. She's ubiquitous. You can't get away from her. No. You were talking about her with your last guest on textual healing. Yeah. You guys were all debating about about Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's funny. He brought up Taylor Swift, and he didn't even know why. Uh-huh. And I don't know. We just got into that. She's just very, very good at market at putting herself out there. You know, everybody of getting talked about. Speaking of influencers, she, say, she's a master she's of like, that. She's gamed the Spotify algorithm by having, like, a bunch of versions, like, different, like, remixes of her songs and everything, too. Mm-hmm. Which are, I think I already said it in the textual healing thing, where I was, like, sad witch, happy witch, dancing yeah. witch. Yeah. Someone really is leaning into cottagecore. But yeah. You were asking about podcasts. Yeah, how um, did you, or how, when was it that you wanted, you figured out that you wanted to do something with this this love of horror movies like yourself to make something. So, so, so it was probably like the stories in school was the probably first the stories. Um, also when I was younger, I got my first video camera when I was like in eighth grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I made some short horror movies. Where were they? What, what were they like your horror movies? They very much looked like, uh, some B movies. They're really bad. So who was in them? Were your siblings, your friends? In, who was in them? Um, I would be in them, and some of my friends would be in them. Did I don't you think put on makeup? More or... than 10 minutes long. Yeah. Oh, we did costumes, makeup, all of it. There were, were, were there killings? Were there murders? Or It was definitely more of a suspense thing. Uh, but Like somebody chasing, like a yeah. stalker or something? Or a... Yeah, I always liked the build-up more than the actual payoff. Uh-huh. When it came to podcasts, though, I only started getting into podcasts, like, enjoying them. Uh-huh. Maybe 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was, what was the, like, an early one that you, you enjoyed? I mean, I was really into NPR, uh-huh. um, Tiny Desk concerts and everything, and uh, eventually I found Horror Queers, and that became my favorite podcast, mm. and that's eventually what probably led us here. <laughs> to, to making your own podcast you know i think like i was doing textual healing and i think you and i were talking about random stuff i don't know who else maybe i was talking about like horror podcast ideas and then just suddenly you and i just did it yeah we just oh. dove in yeah how many other co-hosts did you audition before you settled on me <laughs> it really is the funny thing is I have no idea who the hell else I spoke to about it. Like I'd have to like go through like all my Twitter messages and see what I hate about Twitter. It's this one thing that it doesn't have, but Facebook does have is you can't search a term on a DM thing where you like oh. on Facebook, you could search like a word. Yeah. I guess you would have to, you, you probably have to, if you cop, you know, if you downloaded all this stuff and dumped it into a, like a Maybe word a document. For sign. Yeah, yeah, I bet you could, then you could search it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that feels tedious. I'm just gonna say it was you. You're the one who's behind all of it, Dimitri. 
Well, I didn't. It was your I I definitely didn't suggest a horror movie podcast. That was your idea. But yeah, it, it's a mystery. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's funny. It's funny because yeah, I, I like horror movies, but I I don't think I've actively sought out horror movies for a very long time. I mean, not until this this uh, podcast started, you know. Because I love movies. I do love movies. I watch way too many movies. But to specifically look for, for horror movies was not a thing for a long time for me. They kind of ran their course, you know. Probably, shit, after, yeah, like early, somewhere in the early 90s, you know. I think I started being surrounded by a lot of people who were doing, like, say, either horror podcasts or writing horror stories and... Also, I have one friend who's trying to be a horror filmmaker, so that definitely probably played a part in it, too, because that was all around the same time. Yeah. And now we're this incredible success. It's just, I know. We have to keep telling the advertisers to stop sending us money. Like, we don't Tell need any Tell all the Chicago horror podcasts, back the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like we're drug dealers like this is our territory go somewhere else <laughs> that, that's the funny thing about like you know these the, these new media and stuff is you can just make a thing and put it up and there's just who the fuck knows if anybody listens or cares and it's just a matter of your own enthusiasm or, or, or if it just keeps going because I mean I imagine we'll stop whenever it stops being interesting right I mean I was going to say whenever it stops being fun for us, yeah. That's when it'll end, yeah. Because I was going to say, I mean, I look all the time to see how I'm doing on Pinecast for um, textual healing. I almost never look for that horror cast. Oh, really? It's just because it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy doing it with you. Yeah, I found myself, uh, as I really, that that whole thing with the stats is really, really bad for your psyche. I mean, for really? me it is. I think it is. Because, well, it's it's this quantifying thing. It's this thing that social media is always trying to do to make you compare, you know, to others. Mm -hmm. I think it's just really unhealthy. So I've systematically turned off every kind of measuring thing that I can on any of these sites that I do. Like, you know, I have a newsletter. I, I know how many subscribers there are, but I don't know how many people open them anymore because I figured out how how to disable that because i don't want to know you know what i mean <laughs> I, I mean that's basically how i am with this <laughs> yeah yeah i think but, that yeah, yeah. If, if your goal is just to be popular or to get i don't know it what you're going to end up with is just going to be another product it's going to be it's going to become content that that horrible word that they always use you know <laughs> I think my favorite thing about this podcast is it turned into something that I didn't expect. Oh, really? At first, I thought we were going to just, like, say, analyze horror movies or anything, but you and I took a different spin, and it's my favorite part that, okay, I might kind of keep shoving, like, kind of campier, like, you've seen this horror movie, but let's, yeah. like, discuss it. But I really love how many new horror movies you've been introducing me to. I like getting that. Well, yeah, that's the fun of it, because, I yeah, I mean... Yeah, to, to get your reaction, 
yeah, that that that's the interesting part for me, <laughs> and to try to stump you because I know you've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> it is fun to be stumped and like find something and like you know like blue sunshine and everything. I blue blue it, sunshine like, is like my I feel like the crowning achievement of my cert like for suggestions <laughs> <laughs> like, for that for the show is blue sunshine. But also, I mean, the fun thing about blue sunshine is it's a movie I didn't know either. You know, up until like a month before I suggested. It, you know, like I hadn't seen it either. Meanwhile, I'm not sure that there are many horror movies I could throw your way that you haven't seen. It's it's more the newer ones, I guess, like because I, that I just haven't paid paid attention to. I mean, that's why I was like, yeah, I was kind of curious about that cleanse movie. That but I still I recommend still watching yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but like, that's like a creature feature kind of movie. Mm -hmm. But you, yeah, to go back to that thing with the movies with the same name, like there's a new movie, I think it's out now called The Invitation. It's got nothing to do with the one that we're going to talk about. Really? Yeah. And it's also, I think it's a horror movie. It's a new invitation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a new invitation. When did it come out? It's annoying. I think it was just in theaters. I don't know if it still oh, 2022. is. Oh, 2022. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about it. It just popped up because we had been talking about covering the the other invitation. The other invitation. It looks like it's another horror thing too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Why? But it's not the Karen. It's not the Karen Kozama one. The one we're yeah, talking. Like we're going to talk about. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. not like Duncan's movie, who's who's invi who invited them. <laughs> but yeah, you can't. He just sent me a list of three hundred and fifty movies that I should watch. Jesus Christ! Like all horror movies, or no? No, just movies in general. Because he was one way that I hadn't seen Trading Places, and then oh. I was just like, okay, I'm only gonna watch stuff that Duncan Birmingham suggests to me on Twitter. Is it all mainstream? trash mainstream 80s movies like like trading places <laughs> trading places is a bizarre movie that was a very interesting yeah. uh see i use the word again interesting yeah. they're pretty mainstream films i even told them i was like i think i've seen most of these yeah yeah i mean you got like big and beverly hills cop literally we're going like in alphabetical order here but i mean we have stuff i haven't seen called uh Breaking Away or... Oh, Breaking Away is a great movie. Yeah, you should see that. We'll add that. I, I told him I'm going to see if I can do my best to film so it's, these are all these are all like formative movies from his childhood. This is all 80s stuff. 80s and right So far, Probably what you've named is, what like. is all 80s stuff. And we got Dog Day Afternoon. That's yeah. one of my favorite films. Right. So yeah. I, I really do think I've seen majority of these movies. So, yeah, email it to me. Email me the list if you can. I will take send a, it to you right now. Yeah. Take a screenshot or whatever. I how did yeah whatever. He did it on Letterbox. Oh, letter yeah. Things getting huge. I guess so. Yeah. See, I looked at Letterbox and like this is basically I won't do it because it's just another social network, and there's like rankings and lists and stuff, and I just do not want to do that. I've done that so many times in my life already. And I get, I crash and burn with them, and I get annoyed, and I, I feel bad about wasting my time 
on getting my brain to work that way in a way that I don't like, which is, you know, making sports out of art. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like it. Uh, I mean, if it's, if the thing is worth talking about, it should be its own thing. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what I can come up with for this article about, about our show. It's just, I, I mean, am fascinated it's as to what this is actually going to look it's like. It's so funny. It's so funny that they they're letting me do this. It feels so self indulgent, and I float like I you know I pitch them shit all the time, and I don't know what my batting average is. It's not that great. Like they don't take a lot of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But the fact that that she's taking this idea is just is just making me laugh and laugh and laugh, because uh, <laughs> it's so self serving, you know. <laughs> That's like here, awesome, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna write about the goofy this goofy thing that i do you know for fun <laughs> and you're gonna pay me for it this is nice this is a I good mean, scam it's gonna come out what october right i don't know when she's gonna put it up yeah i mean pro yeah i think i think my deadline was end of september but uh you know i'm gonna write it this week so because i got other shit i gotta do <laughs> that's why i was hoping to get you on so i could get some you know some some more material okay grist for the mill <laughs> yeah no it'll be fun it, it's not going to be anything serious i don't think <laughs> i doubt it. it it can't be because How our show a serious article about a show that's not serious yeah i mean our show is so silly you know? <laughs> it's it's a profoundly silly even though you know the the nominal subject matter is scary like scary movies like, i don't know our show is definitely not scary <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I guess there's there's probably other people. I'm sure there's a there's a million podcasts or shows or books or whatever that are devoted to a serious dissection of the, this genre and and how it impacts people psychologically or I don't know. Just look up horror on yeah. Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming thing you use for podcasts. So that's why I like the way ours turned. Like we are very different. I would say. Yeah, I I don't know. I you gotta have a sense of humor about this shit. You know, you just have to. Like, I I don't know. Tangent like crazy, and I think it's fun. Yeah, the other thing that occurred to me uh, is that I don't know. I don't I don't have anybody in my life that, like. Mo almost all our conversations have been recorded. Like our recorded conversations vastly outnumber the unrecorded ones that we've had in real life. Yeah. Isn't that weird to think about? <laughs> It is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, other the people that do talking on TV or on podcasts, that's true for them. But uh, it's almost like having a cross country friend, but instead we're only like 20 yeah. miles from each other. Yeah, it's like we're, yeah, pen pals or something. We just, yeah. We, we decide on to them. each other occasionally, physically. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the movie is just a jumping off point, and yeah, I I don't know how, yeah, I I listen to some other shows where they really stick to the material. They're either talking about a movie or a book or whatever, and they just stick to that. But the the problem for me is that, I mean the they they the people have already made the movie or the book, so, like, 
pulling apart pulling it apart into pieces is just like killing it you know what i mean in a way up to after a point i could have fun analyzing a movie but only if it's like really fresh if if it's not something that like hasn't been spoken about to death you know yeah that, that's the trouble like where you, you choose something like halloween is like what is there left to talk about with halloween you know the movie yeah <laughs> is that it was really difficult See, that one was one of those things where it's like there were four of us and we were trying to pick from, like, what have we all seen and what are we all willing to watch? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if we ever do one of those the, the with the soup, all the guest stars, we should no pick something. No more than three anymore. Yeah, definitely no more than three, but, like, maybe pick something that nobody's seen or, you know. Oh, I think we'd all do that. And I do recommend watching The Town That Dreaded Sundown eventually. <laughs> so it's not about a racist town that prohibits black people to be there after dark. It's something else. Yeah, it's something else. I did think, though, it was going to have to do something like Sundown Towns, and I was like, okay, this is not what I was thinking at all. Because it was one of those older movies that didn't really have a good trailer. How did you choose it? Was it on Shudder or something? Or on... It was you... on Shudder, and also, I'll say it, Scream mentioned it. Oh, oh! It's one of the ones that it's referenced in Scream. Yeah. Yeah, like um, when they're walking out of the high school after like the curfew has been put up, and she's like, "Damn, it's like the sun that dreaded sundown," and uh, I didn't know she was referencing a movie until I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's a movie." Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense that you you love Scream so much. Scream is like, like the internet of horror movies. You know, all, it's all just reference. It's the references to other things all the time. Yeah. That's why it's fun. <laughs> I don't think I could describe Scream as anything other than just fun, but I don't think I could watch the new one. That has already been, like, filmed, and it's going to be ready to be released. And You're telling me you're going to be able to avoid it? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna keep the discipline of not of not watching it? I don't believe you. I don't know. I am weak. You know that. <laughs> I don't think you're, I think you're going to succumb. Like you may not go and see it in a theater, but you're going to see it on streaming sooner or later. Maybe I'll drag you to see it with me at the Logan theater and we could just, Oh yeah, we we can, re one. we can do, yeah. Part, we can do a sequel of our night at the, at the shitty scream movie. Sure. Exactly. I'll do that. I'll do oh, that. Okay. When there does it come out? When does it come out? Okay, Scream 3, when are you coming to us? Not Scream 3, Scream <laughs> I was going to say, it's not 3, Scream 17 or whatever it is. Okay, it comes out in 2023. That's why my... Oh, it's next year. Okay, it's not even this year. I like how it just says Untitled Scream Sequel. Okay. Yeah. When are you coming out? Oh, March 31st, 2023. We got a bit. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go to the Logan and see that with you and hate um, watch it. Because, you know... Because you know it's gonna suck. That's, I'm ready to hate watch too. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, it's a weird I mean, time I, for it to come out. Lunch. I see a ton of movies, and I don't ever ever do that. I don't go see a movie that I know I'm not gonna like. I, I walk out on plenty of movies, but I never go to a movie. Uh, I guess that's a that's only fun if you do it with somebody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this. Like this sounds like <laughs> fun to me. But, like, I go to movies, you know, almost always on my own, and I don't go into any of them, like, hoping to not like them. You know what I mean? 
that seems like a bizarre, bizarre thing to do to yourself. <laughs> like, why would you subject, like, do you really feel like you have that, that many hours or years left in your life that you could waste on something that's going to suck? I don't know. <laughs> I hate watch things occasionally, but not often. But this this will be interesting because, as I said, I have seen some behind-the-scenes photos. And one of my friends uh, who used to go to high school with Belent and now lives in L.A., they posted a lot of pictures from the behind-the-scenes. Uh-huh. Um, they're an even bigger Scream fan than I am. And based off these, I, I know I'm going to hate it, so I need to watch it. What, what in the pictures tells you that you're going to hate it? Well, one, there's only Courtney Cox in it now because they killed Dewey and Nev Campbell. Sure. Felt like she was being underpaid, and I think Courtney Cox is probably one of the weakest of the legacy characters, like in terms oh, yeah. of acting. And I don't know. One of the pictures they're in like a subway, like 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 a, not like a subway restaurant. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, on a subway. A train. A train. Yeah. Where and that bothered me like crazy. I don't know where it's supposed to be taking place. That's a, that's bizarre because to me, Scream. I'll, I haven't. I've only seen a couple of Scream movies. They're all in California. They're in California, and they're like in a small town. You know, they're not in a place that would have a. They're not urban at all. Like, there's nothing about Scream that's urban. It's such a suburban kind of scene. You know, it's that a it's a world of private ha- of of single family homes you know what i mean it was like always supposed to be very removed and it was supposed to be easy for ghostface to kill you because like you're so far from the cops and shit i mean i think the most would be like scream three when they're actually in hollywood but like oh they go to hollywood okay i didn't see that one so yeah that one wasn't originally supposed to be that story it came out like right after Columbine and uh-huh. they decided that they didn't want it to be scary they wanted it to be more of a parody which mm-hmm. is funny because it already is a parody yeah but it was gonna be a killing in a high school and they're like nope can't do this yeah I think yeah I think we talked about this kind of stuff before but yeah it's interesting the whole history of movies being either like torpedoed or like put off because of actual world events like there's a couple of presidential assassination movies that were basically not censored, but like really shunted off to the side because of Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of them, a couple of really good movies, uh, the Manchurian candidate and, uh, suddenly with Frank Sinatra, it's, it's both about killing a president, both really good movies, but they were, they were sort of had to be rediscovered because they weren't allowed to be, shown really at the time you know because it was too too close to real events i also remember after 9-11 a lot of new york movies got like put on hold and everything because they prominently showed the twin towers yeah yeah the town yeah and and now yeah i mean you can see tons of movies obviously that were filmed up until then with where you see the towers but what the fuck was i watching the other day where i was like oh 9-11 took care of that yeah fine with twin towers Thank goodness those ugly things are gone, right? <laughs> trading places. Oh, oh yeah, trading right, places. right. Trading places you would have had the Twin Towers in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, full circle Yeah, also, right yes, serial killer once, too. There was a, when they caught Dahmer, 
because uh, they caught Dahmer in the time when I was in art school at the Art Institute in the early 90s. And there was a movie that was about to come out called Body Parts. And they Ooh. and they postponed it because it was, you know, it's it about very similar subject matter. <laughs> you and I were talking about Dahmer once before, and you were telling me about a story um, about one of his last victims was from Chicago. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I, I went to school with a girl who uh, worked at a cafe, a place called Cafe Pergolesi in Boys Town. And the couple who owned it, their son was one of Dahmer's last victims, and it really broke them. Like, they closed the cafe, and, yeah. Well, because he would come from Milwaukee, you know, he lived in Milwaukee, but he would come to uh, Boys Town to troll for victims or and or boyfriends, depending on, you know. I mean, I mean, he just wanted a friend, except that he didn't know how to do that the way normal people do. He had to cut their brains open and like try to like rewire them. Yeah, I remember it was like what he had like a drill or something. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to have a lot more information for you on Wednesday after I watch the Dahmer movie. Oh, you're gonna go watch, watch the Dahmer. It's on movie. Netflix. Oh, I see. Hey, did you see? Uh, you know that what's a good Dahmer movie? My friend Dahmer. I love that one. Isn't it great? And that's a real that's a real life story. That's a it's a it's actually a comics book artist. Who, grew, who went to school with him. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote, uh, I think he made a, a graphic novel about it. Uh, but yeah, that's a great, I love that movie about the young Dahmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like back then that we were willing to just ignore all the red flags. Of, <laughs> that guy's a little fucked up. We should keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's a, he's a cla- that's a classic shrink stuff. He's torturing animals, you know, like the kids that torture animals. That's you, you, you got to pay extra attention to them. You know? I think I remember reading that like his parents defended him and shit. Yeah. All, what is it with like serial killers' parents that they're like, no, 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 they're good. Like Ted Bundy's mom was like on the stand and was defending well, him to her death. His I death. think the the parental instinct is is very hard to override. Well, imagine, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're not you you could still have kids, but you have you have. It I would yet. say my parents would turn my ass in so fast, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they had seventeen others. I would say they have four others. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but you know, you made. You made an actual living being to to understand that it's horrible, like to 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 come to terms with that. That's got to be nearly impossible psychologically. Because that then, of course, you take the next logical step. That means like something inside you made like a horrible thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't even imagine that. So that's why I think you you always see the parents defending the monsters. Because the monster is part of them. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like we were talking about before, just because you could be born in horrible circumstances doesn't make you a monster. Like, millions of people survived the Holocaust. And they didn't all start abusing people, you know, in turn as payback or what have you because of the way they were treated. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's something other something else has to happen you know for for it to turn you into into a killer definitely yeah the circumstance yeah it, it's not enough 
like no origin story <laughs> no origin story will make you start your own horror movie podcast <laughs> it, something else has there has to be other inciting incidents <laughs> to, to, to get it get you to this this point that some of us end up in <laughs> definitely <laughs> that's probably a good place to end it <laughs> probably it's enough well cool and look at that and and now, and now i have another podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> secretly covertly it's a two birds with one stone i was gonna ask what you were doing after this but sounds good <laughs> after this yeah today yeah what are you doing for the rest of the day anything uh, fun uh, I have this project I've got to do. Uh, I've been working with my friend John McNaughton, the filmmaker guy. Did I mention this? Did I talk? No. Did I talk about this on the Halloween show? I may, I may have mentioned it. There are four voices. I, I'm no doing. Uh, I'm doing layout. He's he's making this new film project that he's been working on with an artist friend of his. Mm-hmm. They've been working for five years on this thing. It's a. It's called Carney Kill. And it's it's based on like an old old book, like a paperback, like one of those trashy paperback books. And it's it's like a it's a it's about a uh, an action kind of like an action slash horror kind of thing set in an amusement park. That's why it's Carney. Uh, Carney is in the title, but uh, I'm uh, I'm doing layout for a book he's going to put together. Uh, that's going to that he's going to send to people to get him interested in making a movie of this thing. That sounds cool. It's, it's, it's very, very, it's just a lot, a lot of grunt work. (laughs) It's, there's like 800 images that I have to resize and uh, do layout to make into a book. That's what I've been doing for like a couple of weeks now. (laughs) So I'm hoping, hoping to finish it either today or tomorrow. Uh, this part Best of luck and then uh, i'll send it to him for edits or to tweak to you know if there's any mistakes or weird things in it so yeah that's my day and then and then maybe hopefully writing up this article about our our podcast what about you great adventures yeah i, 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 I lead a very to... i lead a, a life of, <laughs> of danger and intrigue yeah I have what? someone who wants me to go to the city and hang out, but I don't really want to. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if you do, swing by because I've got a I've I've got a birthday present for you, or come by sometime soon. I've got a birthday. Oh, present I will for come you. by sometime soon. I don't know if I want to hang out with this person. I only <laughs> hang out with them like this one time. Oh. Oh, weird. Yeah. Wow, cliffhanger. Mystery. We'll see if I end up doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll need to hear an update next time we uh, we talk. <laughs> Is there such thing as ruthless records? I think this person is talking about reckless records. It's probably reckless, ruthless. Because <laughs> they're saying like they're in the Logan Square, Wicker Park area, and I was like, no. There's a reckless, reckless. on on Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. One of the reckless records is on Milwaukee. So it's a new friend or not a good friend? <laughs> kind of like, a, do you know Brian Allen Ellis? Yes. Uh, well, not personally. I know who, who he is. I met him like once in person. Well, I mean like. Oh, he's in town? 
Yeah, he's in town. Oh, he what's he doing know, here? Like, he was at Riot Fest. Oh, I see. And I think he's here like he's just for hanging today, out. and then he's leaving tonight, and then they're going to a concert. Oh, you should hang I... out with him. I've hung out with him before, oh. but I, see, I usually have a wing person. Oh. <laughs> Hence why I was asking what you were doing. Oh, you want me to come with you? I don't know. I'll I'll go. I can I. This is a good excuse for me to put off my busy work. Yeah, I'll come hang with you. Wait one sec. Let me see what they're actually doing. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I don't want like just randomly like walk around Quimby's or Reckless Records. I don't mind getting a drink though. Yeah. Well, we could we could go to the record store and then get a drink. Like, what's a good like like maybe Swig or something? What in Wicker Park? Yeah, maybe. For I drink. don't know. There's there's only one bar in Wicker Park that I love, and you Which know what bar it? it is. I don't know. The now. Rainbow Club. Oh, uh, Rainbow Club. But it yeah, it opens at four. <laughs> yes, can't make that. He's taken a while to respond. I'll let you know if he responds. Yeah, let me know if he, he responds, and yeah, I'll I'll meet up with you. Yeah. If if, if you were going, would you be driving in or? I'd be driving in. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I, I can bring you this present. It, it's I didn't don't want to mail it. Okay. The the mystery present. All the right. Well. Present. Well, yeah. Maybe 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 I'll hear from you. That'd be good. Sounds good. Thanks, Mallory. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.